Well, the final edition for 2019 of Sports for Dummies. We have one of one year. Well, we only have three dummies. Chardon <laughs> couldn't come uh, for this one, which uh, he's taken off a couple weeks to yeah. go to Asia or something or wherever. Where does he go? South. South goes to the Bay Area. Bay Area. Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Very. Uh, but uh, we've made it a year. Made it a year. We've only taken like one or two weeks off. Sometimes there's been a few of us. <laughs> Sometimes we've been lucky enough to have a guest and. Today we have uh, a guest with us. Go ahead, Todd. Want you to introduce? We've got him. Nick Wasica. Nice. Shakopee area freelance photographer. Mm-hmm. And you say TV show producer? What are you? Aspiring called? TV show <laughs> producer. <laughs> uh, straight to internet release, right. probably to, so, to start with. So Nick shoots for Upper Deck and Tops for trading cards, right? Uh, well, Upper Deck and then. Uh, a number of wire services so icon sports wire and then they'll release the photos through getty ap and it, like all over press and things like that usa today uh when you're a freelancer you're basically a mercenary so it's we need this and yeah. then I, I go do the thing so it, it it keeps me on my toes it's fun but it, it's never the same day you know it's never groundhog hog day in my world because you're always doing something different right and you like you said TV show producer expiring to do it called The Card Show. Yeah. Um, that's on YouTube or do you have your own site that you... It's on YouTube right now. And the, the way that came about, I, I worked at McNally Smith College of Music. And this is actually around the two-year anniversary where it just closed. It closed like yeah. a Bennigan's yeah. in the middle of the night. They just put a sign <laughs> on the door and said, we're closed. Don't come back. And uh, I remember when I heard the news, I was actually shooting a wild game. And I'm putting a remote camera up in the catwalk at the Excel Energy Center, 200 feet above the <laughs> Yeah, I know, it's sketchy. And uh, my phone starts blowing up, and it's like, did you get these texts? Did you get these texts? And this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, I'm busy. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm 200 in, feet up. Yeah, I'm in game mode. I want to shoot this game. It'd be awesome. You know? So I, I set up the camera. I go downstairs, and I read everybody's messages, and I figure everything out. It's like the school's closing. We're going to lose my job. It's a week before Christmas, and we're oh. not getting our last paycheck. I'm like, oh, awesome. And the whole time I'm shooting this game, I'm just thinking, you know, my wife, please don't be on the internet. Please don't be on the internet. Because I know she's going to call me and say, did you know about this? Is this your fault? What are you, doing? <laughs> you know, like, and as soon as the game was over, I'm editing photos, and that's what happened. My wife calls and she said, did you know about this? I'm like, honey, I don't have any answers for you. <laughs> I'm in the same boat as everybody else, so we're just going to deal with it. So from that point on, like, I was always doing freelance stuff with that full-time gig at the music college. And... Uh, it just sort of morphed in, like I had that to fall back on, you know, right? So basically I just started saying yes to all the gigs I was saying no to. And I sort of always had this idea in my head of, of what I wanted to do with a camera in my hand. And what really sort of set off this whole card show bit was I was dropping my kid off at school and he's nine, he's in third grade at the time. And he's in the back seat and he's like, Dad, you know, if I'm not good enough to play professional sports, is there any other things you can do for a job in professional sports? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you can do what I do. You can be the writer. You can be the GM. You could be the hockey operations person, the general manager. Like, and, you know, I had to explain some sure. of these things, what they were. But, you know, and then I broke it down. Like, look, if, until time, tragedy, or lack of talent at a competitive level take these things away from you, I'm like, 
Let's not worry about yeah. that. <laughs> like, you are going to play sports as long as you can, right? But uh, I'm like, yeah, I, you know, these kids really don't realize they can do what you guys do. Right. You know, they could be the social media manager or whatever, the SID at a college. or There's careers that you can have with their professional sports if you're not Tom Brady, if you're not Connor McDavid. So it all came about, you know, I wanted to show these kids that, you know, there, there was these things. So how could I do that? and do these things with the camera and everything else. And I looked around and it, there's like a group of you guys, right? You have your community of writers and it's very, you know, uh, esoteric, you know, <laughs> like you're, it's clicky Sorry. and, you know, okay. incestual for a lack of a better term. Everybody knows each other, everybody works with each other and nothing was ever changing. You know, like we'd go cover these games, you'd post your four or five photos on Instagram and then you'd repeat, rinse, strike, hold, repeat, the whole thing. I'm like, well, you're never going to change your world doing the same thing everybody else is doing. So, like, what can I do to be able to do this, which is still the same thing everybody else is doing, but sort of put my twist on it. And that's where the sort of the card show came up, came from. And the, the concept was, you know, I would cover a game as a member of the media and taking the pictures for the hockey cards, for the baseball cards. That's job one. Yep. But then go back the second day as a fan and talk to the land longest standing season ticket holder, uh, the team historian, uh, the, the person that manually changes the numbers between innings at Fenway, like the grounds crew, like all these ancillary characters, you know? And uh, a sort of idea kicking around in my head, and then I have a friend by the name of Jared Christie who works for Ron Sherrod Productions, okay. and he has a show with Destination Players, have been on TV for like 10 years, and get these RTV razor type deals and they go all over the world and do that. So I email them, I'm like, look, I know because of who you are and what you do, you probably get a hundred of these emails a day, but I got an idea for a show and here it is. And he's like, I love it, come in and talk to me. And you know, we sort of kicked it around a bit. And then uh, I'm like, well, let me sort of do this on my own. Cause I wanted to make sure that A, I could pull it off and B, I didn't look like a huge jerk on camera. You know, cause there's that sort of concern. like. Right. I don't want to be like those guys, on, those chefs on TV everybody hates. Oh, <laughs> that guy's such a dink. But, you know, he has a show. And uh, so I, I did like three or four sort of on my own. And the first one was just like opening day at Target Field. Or no, like opening week. Uh, I went to Milwaukee. I did Vikings training camp. And just, it was basically sure. me and, I don't know, like Survivor Man style where you just put an action camera or a little camera in the corner and you film yourself doing your job. And then... Hopefully you can have enough to tell a story when you get home. Okay. And that's basically all this is, is storytelling. Right. But uh, I did like four or five of those, and then I went in and talked to Jared again. He's like, well, we need a sizzle reel. And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's basically a, a, a pilot or a, like promo, a trailer, sure. yeah. if you will. And uh, so I went in and met with him and, and his people, and they showed him what I was doing, and they looked at me, and they're like, well, why do you need us? I'm like, because I have, you're like the three people in this room are the only people I know on TV. I have no nobody, right. you know, I'm a guy with an idea. And so we worked something out where they took my footage and we went to a Saints game, just to kind of do some, they were like with the real camera crew in the whole sure. bit. And they cut the two and a half minute trailer together. And then from there, it's, you know, we sent it out and had some, a few meetings with Topps, the baseball card company, and we were real close to get something done. I thought we were going to do it and that fell through. And then I'm sitting around for, you know, it's like a couple of months, I'm like super depressed about the idea. It's like, this was gonna be the thing, right? 
and it wasn't. <coughs> and right away, even Jared said, like, why don't we just do this on the internet? And I'm like, no, this has to be 45-minute episodic television. I'm going to be on NHL Network. And, like, you know, you have all these things in your head, like, this is the way it's sure. supposed to go. And then it didn't go that way. And uh, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, maybe. And then I was just like, forget it. I'm just going to put it on YouTube. And, like, it, and it was really hard for me because it's like, either it's going to go somewhere or you just self-broadcast the, the biggest failure in your life. Right. Which really isn't. No. You, you know, but in my mind, that's the way I looked at it. And uh, I put it on the internet and on YouTube and, you know, LinkedIn and, oh, this is great. And, like, there's this whole card community out there. They're like, this is the show we didn't know we needed, you know. And I got invited to be on, like, all these collective broadcasts and, you know, sort of industry stuff. And then I got invited to go to Chicago to speak on the uh, main stage at, like, the biggest card show convention in the world type of deal. And, you know, just meeting all these people, it's been great. And then from that came sort of the, the meeting with Upper Deck. And the way it works is Tops has the exclusivity to Major League Baseball. NHL belongs to Upper Deck. And they can make the other sports, but you can't use the logos and you can't use anything that's, you know, team-related or copyrighted by these specific leagues. So uh, with, with the... Uh, upper deck deal he's like well send me your proposal director of marketing guy customer uh, relations over there and I remember thinking about this and what we did for tops was like your standard pitch meeting where we go into the room and here's the slide charts and here's (laughs) oh here's my press he doesn't look nice you know and you're hitting the button you're this is what we're going to give you this is how much it's going to cost and it's like we're telling them I'm like well I don't want to do that again because it didn't work the last time because it's like you have this grand idea you show it to them and then you put a dollar sign to it, but they can't see what you've attached that dollar sign to. So I'm like, no, I'm not even going to talk about money. I'm not going to talk about anything. I'm just going to show them what I want to do. And basically what it was, was me and my kids shooting hockey pucks in the driveway and telling the story of setting up what I wanted to do, which was all centered around uh, number one overall draft pick Jack Hughes from Jersey Devils. And uh, a, a little precursor to this, the way the NHL works, you can't be on a hockey card unless you play in a regular season or a playoff game. Okay. So that's like the big push at the beginning of the year. They make their debut, you know, and then the card company has one month to take the photos, put them on the cards, produce the cards, and get them to market. So it all goes very quickly. So that's why the big push at the beginning of the year. And, and the whole concept was... I have to go to New Jersey and get these photos of Jack for his rookie cards. And the guy loved it, and he said, let's do it. And then that's what I've been working on sort of ever, ever since. You know? And uh, I got three episodes to them now. There's probably three or four more we, we're going to do. A uh, couple of road bumps, you know, but the, uh, or a couple of bumps in the road. But here's the deal. The people that have to approve all of this stuff the card company, the NHL, the NHLPA, and Jack's agency. <laughs> so I think I put this thing together, and they're like, oh, we got to take this out, and you can't have that. And rah, 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 rah. I'm like, okay, maybe I should just be on the Internet where I'm the boss, and I can do whatever I want, whatever I want. But, like, I understand it, and, it, and it's a means to an end for me. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. It, it's definitely been a learn. It, it's, to me, it's free school. You know, I, I've, 
have a I live by a, uh, a series of personal policies, you know, and one of them is if you have the time, the talent, and somebody's going to pay you to do something, and you don't have any moral or ethical objections to the material, <laughs> do it. Because work begots work. You're going to meet somebody, and that's going to lead to somebody else, or, you know, you're going to learn a set of skills along the way that's going to help you later on, and all of that has happened. Yeah. You know, I've met so many people, uh, I've learned a lot of things technically, you know, it's, I think it's making me a better story as well and that's basically what all this comes down to is storytelling did you guys I mean I, I, when I hear cards and I, I mean I think about uh, childhood who collected cards everybody yeah, right I mean it was right why were cards so popular in the eight I mean they might have been before me but they still kind of are I got a 12 year old son and he's into cards you know, okay. and he's got you know everything so I mean you think about it I mean now with with everybody knowing everything about everything you know, back in the day, it was car. You, didn't, you, listen, you looked you didn't, at it. Yeah. You that was your internet. Car, like, right? you, I couldn't go to any stat website and be like, how many home yeah, runs did he hit yeah, last correct. year? You looked at the back yeah. of the car. Right. I mean, I used to memorize, I, mean, I can tell you, Mark Davidson batted 227 <laughs> for the Minnesota yeah. Twins <laughs> in car 1987 numbers. because of that. Right. Right. Well, tell us how you got into shooting for the card companies. Yeah. Uh, they contact you, you contact no, them, it was all, it was you put on the wire service. Yeah, like, it was always sort of just straight hustling. Uh, you know, when I I finished school the first time, I'm like, I'm going to buy a camera, you know, with my first real money job, you know, <laughs> quotation marks, you know. And uh, I buy the camera, I start taking all these photos, and they don't look the way I envision them in my head. I'm like, what's going on here? And again, this is film era, so super pre-internet where you can learn anything you want. And I'm like, uh, no, this is not right. So I, I, I enrolled at Hennepin Tech, and I was there. It's a two-year program. I was there for a year, and there's two tracks there. You could essentially shoot weddings and portraits, or bags of chips and beer bottles in the studio. And I, I don't want to do either one of them. I'm like, I want to shoot rock stars and professional athletes. So after I was there for a year, I like begged them, like, can you do a, a, a sports photojournalism class or sports photography class? No, 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 no. <laughs> Come on, there's other students here that want to do this. No. All right, fine. So the next day, I literally emailed everybody I could find an email address for within a 50-mile radius. Do you need an intern? Can I have lunch with you? Are you hiring? Can I carry your bag for you? And I got one email back from Fairville Daily News, and they're like, Come in tomorrow and bring some samples, and we'll talk. So I go down there. I don't even have a book. I have a manila envelope with like seven photos that I <laughs> developed at Ritz. <laughs> and I was like that dude from The Simpsons, like, here are your photos you requested, sir. <laughs> so he flips through the photos, hands Madsen, and uh, he's like, oh, these are good. I want you to go shoot this volleyball game tonight. I'm like, okay. So we go back to the newsroom, and he hands me this bag, and I look, and there's a Nikon D1X, which at the time was a $5,000 camera body. There's another $6,000 worth of lenses in there. And I just, I look in this bag and I look at him, I'm like, do you have a manual for that? And he says yes, and laughs and hands me the manual. So I go in the parking lot and I read the manual and I go to this volleyball game and it's a poorly lit gym in Southern Minnesota. <laughs> I do the best I can. You know. Poorly lit gym yeah. in Southern, that's not unique to Southern Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> candle lit gym in Southern Minnesota, where every candle is a different color temperature. Right. Okay, <laughs> and uh, I shoot this volleyball game and you know I bring the photos back like the photos in the car, like put this on the Photoshop and do it. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so the gal showed me how to do it, and I put like five or six photos in the in the folder there, and 
the next day he ran two of them. The day after that, he offered me a job. The day after that, I quit going to photo school at Hennepin Tech. And that's sort of been my, I don't know, MO throughout this whole journey where, you know, nobody's going to knock on my door and hand me anything. So I'm just, you know, another personal policy is the answer is already no, you might as well ask. So it's, hey, do you need this? Do you need this? Do you need this? And just sort of one thing led to another, to another. You meet somebody, the gig, and I finally got to a point where, you know, I was working for these wire services, and I had no idea that the, the, the photos were going to make it to the cards. But that's always been a goal of mine. Sure. I mean, like, because I've collected cards since I was seven. I put on, you know, card shows in my basement at 13. I was doing hotel shows at 15. So, like, it was just sort of a marriage of these two passions. And I was just on eBay looking around at cards one day, and there's a Jose Barrios Tops now from, like, two years ago. I'm looking at it. That looks like something I would do, <laughs> you know? And so I like, go and look at my archives, and I look, and I'm like, that's my card. It's like my, literally like my first baseball card. So I ordered like six of them, like <laughs> cards. And it was really cool because right after the cards came, Jose was doing a signing at Fan HQ. So I, he went up there with me and the kid, and he signed the card for me. And, you know, I'm like, this is my first baseball card, and it's you, and I think that's pretty cool. So he held it up and did the number one, and it's me and my kid with him, and okay. doing the whole number one. And then from there, it was just more cards, more cards, more cards. And then uh, the hockey side of things, I went to, I uncovered a game in Winnipeg, and uh, talking to the photographers up there, you know, just sort of became friends with them before the game, and then afterwards, one of them had to uh, go take a remote camera down off from behind the bench, and I'm like, well, can I go with you? So I just wanted to see it. And then he came out, and his other, the other photographer came too, and we sat there, and we talked probably for like about an hour about sports and photography and all these things that we wanted to do. And that was sort of like a another push into this card show thing. Like, I want to be able to bottle those conversations about, you know, the work behind sort of these iconic photos and these iconic cards and everything that, that went along with it because you never know like the photographer's story, you know, what they had to do to sort of get these things. So through that relationship, uh, one of them was shooting for Upper Deck and I was just like, hey man, can you give me the photo <laughs> editors? And he's like, yeah. And I sent him the same email I sent Jared. I'm like, look, I know because who you are and what you do, you get a hundred of these photo, you know, emails but here's my portfolio. I got your information from so-and-so. Do you have any work for me? Or can I shoot a game and show you what I can do? And he called me right back and he was like, yeah, we need somebody in Minnesota. Hmm. I was like, good, because I'm sick of seeing wild cards and they're road white jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want, because I'm like, right. oh, whites again. Sure. Like, I want them in the green jerseys. Right. So from that point on, it was that. And he was the one that actually hooked up the, the John Ibricks is a, the photo manager at Upper Deck. He sent the car show trailer to the marketing manager. So again, it's just sort of always, I don't know, asking and managing relationships and meeting people and, you know, not being a jerk, which is probably the biggest key. Right. Did you say with Upper Deck and Tops, two different processes, like Upper Deck calls you to say, we need right. this guy. Yep. Tops is just like, yeah. you take them off the wire server yeah. so that they pick For, you, they pick you. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, and I kind of studied, like, what are they using for the baseball cards? Because I, I could, and here's the thing, like, 
photography is like super disposable, right? If you think about it, like how many iconic photos do we have? Like, like I think of like Bobby Orr, Muhammad Ali, and Willie May, like the the catch, like. Sure. But they're sort of few and far between, and like you look at the Star Trib and, and like they're amazing photographers. But it's going to be above the fold. It's going to be great, and it's going to get recycled, or it's going to start a bonfire. Like. <laughs> To me, like if you get a Connor McDavid or a Mike Trout card, like people aren't going to throw those away. It, it, it's sort of much more lasting, you know. Moms might throw out the collection at some point because we've all heard that nightmare. But uh, it's it, it just so much. It, it's lasting work, and it's you know something I'm super nerdy and passionate about. So, but to your point, yeah, Tops is just sort of picking and choosing off the wire. Uh, the upper deck stuff, I'll get a list. These are the, your one A. And one B, focus on then anything else beyond that is sort of gravy, and then I just go cover the games. I edit the photos, and then. Now you went from you know hoping somebody would put on a sports photography class to doing what you're doing now, and most it sounds like it's all self-taught. Mm-hmm. What I mean, there's got to be a couple couple secrets you can pass on. He said he read the manual. He's yeah. one, he's one step yeah. he's one step one farther. Step no, I, I, if I get the upper deck gig left next year, it's because I read the manual. They they rented okay, so we're in Washington DC or Arlington, we're at the, the Capitals uh, practice complex and we're uh, it's the NHL rookie showcase and Upper Deck and the NHL PA brought in twenty seven rookies or prospects and they had them sign a bunch of stuff on day one and day two was all photography, it was content for the cards and uh, you know there was, I was there they had a photographer from uh, Baltimore one from Chicago and they brought one in from Edmonton and I'm like these guys all have multiple sports illustrated covers and like I'm like what am I doing here <laughs> and, that, and that's happened quite a bit throughout my career like, like I'm not supposed to be here but I am so I'm just gonna make the best of it like do they have a YouTube show they well, <laughs> you no, got they that man yeah I know well they're gonna be in the, the, this episode but well, uh, okay but uh, like these are world-class photographers with impressive resumes and just lots of stuff to their credit. And then there's me. Well, my Manila envelope. I am here to shoot them. Showcase. <laughs> but uh, so they rented these lights, like the highest-end lights you can rent, because they're gonna, you know, turn off the lights in the arena, and it's also gonna be strobe lit and so flashes. And it's high-speed flashes, and these lights are like down twenty grand a piece, and they rented all the stuff, and they can't get it to work. And I go over there, and they're like, it's not working. Like, it works. And I'm like, what channel are you on? And they're like, four. I'm like, well, your pocket wizards won't high sync, or won't sync high speed unless you're past 20. Well, how do you know that? I read it online somewhere. Just try it. They go to 22. <laughs> everything worked. I'm like, you got to read the manual. So, for, you know. They, step one, I guess. Yeah. Step one is read the manual. Uh, I think for us, step one would be to have a manual right yeah we don't have a manual yeah. i mean like we've i i've everyone always says really nice shot and i'm like pure luck like i point it i push the button at the right time well i go i don't i i deal with two different things you know right. uh i don't i don't change it's auto white balance it's right. auto everything um the gyms are just gyms and pools and they all just fluctuate so much right. I, um you're just you're, all right, let's get a, let's get one or two really good shots. Right. And but as much of automation as you have, you still have to be in the right spot, yeah. and you have to be in camera, 
and you have to be hitting that shutter because if you guys know this, if you're looking at something and you're seeing it happen and you're not on the hammer, you're missing it. Right. You know, like it's actually right. so that's, that's me. Going to, <laughs> I missed that one. I'm Look, tweeting. Missed I'm that tweeting. one. Right. But when we when we talk to you know parents on the sidelines or something, I always say I just need one shot. Yeah. Right. You guys are looking. I mean, they're looking for right yearbook photo or whatever they're doing. Right. What are you looking for? Like, if you're like shooting, let's say a wild game. Well, it depends. Because like, if you're if you're Carlos Gonzalez from the Star Tribune. Mm-hmm. His focus is on that net area. He's looking for goals and right. you know big saves and stuff. So what what are you, are you looking? Are you shooting more of the middle of the ice type stuff? Or, no, it's you know? it's uh it depends. Like yeah. if, if my approach for an upper deck game is completely different than my approach sure. for a wire service game. Sure. So my wire service games, I'm gonna do what you guys do. Yeah. My research is there. Is anybody playing in their thousandth game? Is anybody making their rookie debut? Is anybody going to beat a record? Is anybody? Is this a first goal opportunity? So, like, you got to know what's sort of going on, and then it's sort of the game action. My whole deal is, is like the Howard Cosell sort of approach, where it's the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat, because you may miss the moment, but you could still get the celebration or the dejection or any of that. And to me, those those photos are much stronger because you have that element of human emotion right. in it where they're sad they're happy like I would prefer that yes. than because a ball on bat is pretty pedestrian you know like okay that's the home run but I would rather have them with the high fives in the dugout or you know the high five with the third base coach or Kirby Puckett going mm-hmm. around second base and game six like those are the photos mm-hmm. you know so it's different over here I'm just looking for straight art it's yeah posters it's hockey cards it's isolation you know but over here it's, it's it's storytelling so it just depends on what the assignment happens to be i mean i just think back to like cards and you know there was there was a lot of just pose shots right. back in the day um they used to run the rookies where there's the head shot and right. you know there was some iconic ones or god was there one with Kirby Puckett with a huge bat right. or something, yeah. you know, but the Billy, then... Billy Ripken one? Right. Well, <laughs> a, I mean, that's the most iconic uh, right. photo of all time. Right. Is it more more today now? I mean, because I, I be honest, I don't... I haven't opened a back of cards in a while. Are they using more game shot mm-hmm. type stuff than they were a in the past? A little bit. Baseballs, they'll still do both. Sure. Because you know, it, it's changed. Like, we get a pack of cards and it's a pack so of cards. in the pack of cards? No, but the, <laughs> what, they're, what they're doing now is, like, they'll put a piece of the player's jersey in the card and there's, they'll autograph them. Okay. And they're randomly inserted. So it's like Wonka Chocolate Factory Golden Ticket type stuff where you want to search and, and find these cards. So, you know, baseball more so will do the post stuff. Okay. But hockey is a lot of game action and, and you know, implementing those photos with their design team and everything else. I mean, we're a long ways from the 90s where it was like heyday. Like you said, right. card show. I mean, I used to do card shows at malls that aren't malls anymore right. and they're right. big apartment buildings now. How is, I mean, we don't. We lost Dunross, we lost Score, right. we lost a bunch of other ones. How, in your opinion, how do you think like Upper Deck tops have remained? Because uh, everything is online. Right. Why do kids still get cards is it pokemon <laughs> well, they love the they love the cards still I, I think it's the same reason that you sort of seen uh a resurgence of vinyl in the music industry it's tactile you can touch it you can feel it you can smell it like how come that's not happening in newspapers 
I wish I knew. <laughs> the uh, but I, I think that may be it too. And with the cards, I, a to answer your question, they put out really good products. Yeah. Like, I think Upper Deck probably does twenty six releases a year, and Tops is probably close to thirty. And you know, there's some clunkers every now and then, but for for the most part, the design, the photography, layout, like all, it's stunning. Like they're little pieces of art you know and there's literally thousands of ways to collect I'm going to collect one guy I'm going to collect teams I'm going to collect sets I'm going to collect left handed catchers like (laughs) you could do whatever you wanted and and it's like your personal take on all of this so and I don't know and for me it's just fun because I love opening boxes of cards on my kid and building a set because it's time with them Yeah, you know and it's math and you're sequencing the numbers and putting everything together and you're sorting and like some life skills involved with that you know but it just it's fun yeah what's it like to get a photo picked upper deck hockey guys because they tell you what they want cops you go to the wire service there's 20,000 like you said Mike Trout right they picked five of you it's like that's gotta be pretty cool yeah it's very cool and uh well just because I'm such a card nerd like this is I don't know the other photographers probably get sick of me talking about like, all the <laughs> stuff because they're like, yeah, we know. But this is why I picked up a camera. Like, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to put photos on baseball cards, photos on hockey cards. I wanted to see every stadium and barn on the planet, you know, and meet as many people as I could and cover as many games as I could, you know, and get to call it work. It's pretty sweet. Right. With all that, do you have a favorite venue? Uh, we're pretty spoiled at Target Field. You know, the uh, I've been to like nine or ten different baseball stadiums, and it's not like a hockey rink because it's different configurations. The wells are in different spots. You know, sight lines are great at Target Field. We have a photo room to work in. You know, Milwaukee, you're in a pit. You have to take a ladder to get down. You're shooting through a net. Wrigley Field, you're battling camera people and you know other obstacles. The uh, same way at Angel Stadium, so it just it's different everywhere you go, but it's also fun different because it challenges you as a photographer. Sure. You know, like when I go to a, a new stadium for the first time, I walk around two hours before every nook and cranny. Like, right. well, what's the angle from here? What's my you know what's going to be difficult to work with here? I wonder if anybody's ever done that before. You know, I don't do that at Target Field because it's your home stadium. It's white. Now that you go in, you do the job you leave. I, you know, it's when you're at that place for the first time, you're added attention to everything. So, venue-wise, you know, I love the X. I love that that corner, section one twenty-one twenty-one in the corner <laughs> with the cutout. You can see the whole ice. Uh, Target Field. I'm pretty spoiled, or we're pretty spoiled here. My absolute favorite thing to shoot, though, is a high school hockey tournament. Every year, done it for like six, seven years in a row. Uh, I think there was only one year I took that I didn't do all 16 games at the X. But I will camp out there, and I love it. It's my favorite thing to shoot. Why is that? I mean, it's... Because it's the high school hockey tournament. On Championship Saturday, there's 19,000 people 
at the XL Energy Center for. But you've, you've seen nineteen thousand people at the XL Energy Center before. Not for a high school. Game. <laughs> you know that you think about it, the, the bands are there, and it's just everybody going nuts, and you know your hockey luminaries throughout the state are back. You know Lou Nanny's in there somewhere, and and everybody else. It's that night. The attendance will be bigger than probably the four Sun Belt NHL teams combined. Yeah, right. You know, so it's just plus it's just high school hockey. It's great. Todd, you're gonna get there someday, man. Someday, you're gonna get, get, get there. there. Hey, I got a group of squirts coming up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like yeah, two years. So two years ago, I got the Minnetonka championship game, and to your point, like I'm looking around, I'm sitting there on the on the the, the main concourse, shooting from that spot. Because the Star Tribune has the box, the Pioneer Press has the box, Let's Play Hockey has the box. <laughs> and uh, and I look over, and there's my priest. Right. Yeah. He's there. He's got seasons. He's got every year. He's got tickets for this thing. He grew up in Minnesota. He goes there every year, and and so I'm. A, it's one of those things that like everyone comes together. Everyone watches it, whether they're in there. Or they're at uh, they're at home watching it on right. TV. It's a uh, it's a different animal than than anything yeah. else in high school sports in Minnesota. No, it's my absolute favorite thing to shoot. You know, and you have those sort of bucket list things. Yes, I want to shoot a Stanley Cup, an All Star Game, World Series, Super Bowl. Well, I did Super Bowl, uh, but it's uh, from the last. I, I was shooting pictures from the last row yeah. of section three hundred and something. Right. I was in the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was. I had the upper vest too, so I, I wasn't on the field. But you know, that's. I love the high school hockey tournaments. Yeah. My favorite thing to shoot. I still remember. I did get Kyle Rouse game winner. Yeah. And that was probably one of my favorite yeah. photos that I've ever taken. Well. Yeah. Do you have a favorite shot when they put up in your office that you like the best? Not really. It's, I don't know. You tend to dwell more on your misses. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, oh, or you have one that's similar and it got something else got picked or, you know, you know you have the moment, but it's soft focus. And, right. like, the great moment, soft focus is still junk. You know, like, if it's not, <laughs> We'd run it. But I know. No, it's, it's newspaper good. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, favorite photo-wise? Uh, it's probably one of your kids or a yeah, expert game. Typically, or yeah. The stuff I just printed out now, I set up a little studio, and my my son is 10 and my daughter's 4, and she got her first real hockey jersey. She's in Rookie Mites, and the photos of those two together yeah. right now are probably my favorite. So, you know, it, it, at this point, it's just first. You know, I... I had my first cover of Beckett. You remember Beckett? Oh yeah. Okay, so sure. uh, Beckett baseball. I'm at the Absolute Sports Cards here in Savage, and I'm looking at this Connor McDavid cover, and I'm like, oh, "Man, that would be sweet to get a cover of Beckett." And then I look over, and it's Aaron Judge at Target Field, in the batter's box or in the uh, on deck circle. I'm like, it "Looks like my photo." <laughs> it's always like the Jose Barrios thing all over again. Sure. I go to my thing, and I'm like. That's my photo, and I bought two of them. I just because like, so they don't notify no, you. Like, no, you don't know. And you, I want to know if I they secretly throw some money in your account or something. Okay, <laughs> that's that's how, basically how it works. Okay, and uh, because if you think about it, if I go if I work for these people 
and they send it off to this tree and somebody buys it from here. Sure. Their 30, 60, 90 payout, their 30, 60, 90, and I probably, like, I'm still getting paid for stuff I did in 2017. Is there a photo credit anywhere? Uh, no, back it'll, the... it'll just say Getty. Okay. But I know it's mine. <laughs> okay. And uh, no, I remember posting it and, like, some guy in New York, oh, so you, uh, they didn't ask you your permission and uh, you didn't get paid for it. That's not your photo, man. I'm like, you don't know how any of this works. <laughs> you know? Put it on the surface and they yeah. can what, I mean, what a moment, though, to like yeah. walk into somewhere and see your work. Yeah, and I wanted the hockey one. Like, I want, you know, like, <laughs> I want the Connor McDavid cover, and I'm like, I'll take that Aaron Judge one. <laughs> yeah, you sure. know. So that was pretty cool. But it, to me, it's, a, it's it's now kind of all about those firsts. Yeah. You know, like, I remember I wanted, the dream job was to be a Sports Illustrated photographer. They fired all their photographers ten years ago, right. you know, and they're strictly wired. Like so, a lot of this is going away. So it goes back to the card show, yeah. like reinventing something within your industry that's completely different. And you know, I looked around. We have shows about storage lockers and chefs and <laughs> pretty people with no talent. Like, why not have a travel show rooted in photography, sports, and trading cards? Mm-hmm. Nobody else is doing it, so. Well, check out the cart show. Yeah, where do they find your stuff? YouTube. It's all in Upper Deck's hands right now. So <laughs> as soon as we get approvals, then they'll start sending the stuff out. But, uh, you know, hopefully soon. Yeah. Do, you have, do you have a website for your photos? Uh, NickWasica.com, N-I-C-K-W-O-S-I-K-A.com. Same thing on the YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me there. Again, Nick underscore Wasica. Same spelling. And, uh, yeah. Cool. So what's the next job? Vikings on Monday? Uh, no, I gave that one away. I, there was a, huh? a, sh- a shot. The uh, you tired of getting run over? No. Well, yes. There's that. <laughs> the uh, gotta be lightning quick like me. And yeah. Yeah. What game was that? Denver? Denver? No, it was Philadelphia. I got, got run over. I, I I brushed shoulders with uh, Adam Thielen last yeah. uh, last year against uh, Detroit. Two years ago, I had uh, Kyle Rudolph jump over me. He was, he was coming right at me, and I was like, and I kind of <laughs> balled up in a turtle, and he jumped right over me, hurtled me. Uh, and then the Eagles game, I think it was Diggs' third touchdown. So not the Eagles game from two years ago. No, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was this one. Yeah, no, 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 no. Diggs did not have three touchdowns. So I, I was on it. I get the photo of the, the touchdown, and they're, they're kind of sliding at me. And I know the celebration is coming, so I put the long lens down and grab the line. And when I opened up, the Eagles player just boom, boom. smoked me right Aww. in the chest. And uh, it was sort of like, and I'm not like martial arts guy, but it felt like judo. <laughs> <laughs> because he hit me, and I remember sort of lifting up on my knee and sort of, and he was off me in like a matter of seconds. Yeah. You know? And like, I wasn't hurt, and I grabbed my camera. And I'm shooting the celebration. And then the video guy, he kind of got smoked too. And he's like laying on my leg. I'm like, buddy, are you okay? Are you okay? And he, like, we're both still working. Like, oh, like no matter what, yeah. you got to get the shot. Sure. And uh, we're all fine. And then like three days later, my hand bruised. So that was like the only thing that happened to me. Huh. But uh, the last game, the Vikings game, the Detroit, I'm in the end zone. And this guy taps me on the shoulder. And he says, are you the guy that got hit during the Eagles game? And I look over and I just smile. It was the camera operator that got hit too. Funny. So we're talking about that. I said, if you, I get hit again, I'm never standing next to you on the sideline again. <laughs> so, 
How many photo friends sent you snapshots of you? Oh, it was, it was more of my family members. Oh, look at my cousin getting smoked. <laughs> my, my Twitter blew up that day, and yeah. like everyone was texting me like, Grocer, is that you? I'm like, yep. yep. I got lucky because I do not move very well, and uh, luckily Adam was nice and just brushed off my shoulder. Right. But uh, then... Uh, those, those sound guys are the, always the guys that get creamed. The guys holding a little bubble. Yeah, they're not yeah. quick moving in. No. <laughs> well, and then they're it happened again asleep. to the uh, the Detroit game. Uh, Diggs made a long catch, catch down the sideline, and I was there. He's lying down behind him, and then that was on TV. Yeah. So then, like, everyone, my phone blows up. I'm like, yes, hi, guys. I know. I'm <laughs> at the game. I have a job to do. I'm just going to put my phone off or turn it off, put it in the corner, because, like, like, I, I don't need that. Yeah. Like, right. No, it, it's fun. Uh, it, it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of failure. You know, for as many successes as I had, there's, I've done some really bad photography. But <laughs> you just sort of keep working and learning and plugging along and asking questions and being a kind person. And then someday you end up in a room on a podcast with three sports writers <laughs> talking about... Starting lineup guys and hockey <laughs> cards. So. Well, thanks, Nick, for, for joining us again. Nick Wasica, The Card Show.